Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts by Trailblazer Consulting. In this podcast, we highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries. And we talk about how we can apply them to your company. We share our experience working with companies to solve their information management challenges. We tackle records retention schedules, program implementation and training, and more complex challenges like asset data management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will connect again with Jeff Parentosi to talk more about a valuable tool called the Enterprise Information Map, otherwise known as an EIM. In this episode, it might be important for us to get to the the how, as in how do you create an EIM? How, Moore, do you, and Jeff, how do you feel about doing the how? I'm a how guy. I like to do the, the work. You build the EIM, doing the interviews, doing the surveys, and we'll talk about all of those pieces. That is what I like to do. <laughs> that is the interest I have in the EIM is discovering those things. And we found that people like to talk about the systems they use for good and for bad. Uh, so I like the how. That is true. Jeff really does like the how, and he gets excited about everything we learn about a new system. I find one of my key jobs in all of these projects is translating Jeff's excitement for the client. And so I want to put a little structure around this conversation and it's, it's there in everything that Jeff talks about and that you talk about Lee, but I want to put some structure around it. When we go in to do an enterprise information map, we talk about why and that you guys covered in the episode when I was out and thank you so much for doing that. Then we have two distinct parts that we, that we work on. And the first is build a basic system profile for all of the target systems. Then having done that, we'll also do a deep dive into a subset of systems that are most relevant for whichever driver we've picked to follow on the first pass. So today we're going to talk about how to do a basic system profile, what's involved in that, how to do the deep dive, what's involved in that. And we're gonna set things up for, okay, now you've got all this information, what do we do next? So that's where I'd like to start on the, how do we do the system profile? Jeff, you wanna take it away? I sure do. So we talked previously about the very first step and generally many of the clients that we worked with have had their IT department has a list of systems that are out there. That might be, hey, we have Exchange for email, we have SharePoint for collaboration, we have uh, another system for accounting or whatever the various systems are. That is, as we mentioned previously, a good place to start. And it gives you at least a list, a 15, 20, 100, 500 names of systems and Generally, IT, that list will give you an idea as to where that system is in use. That's a great place to start. If your organization and company doesn't have that, um, it may be the first conversation, maybe reach out to IT. Hey, is there anything that looks like that that's available? So that typically is the place we start to build the EIM is, hey, here's a list. We at least know that these things exist or have existed at some point in the organization. The next piece once you have some type of information to go on with a list of systems is how are you going to marry up 
what's in those systems to your information governance program. Part of why you build an EIM is to support your information governance program. And by identifying where information lives and therefore, hey, we can be compliant with our information governance program if we know where things are and we can apply our policies and procedures to it. So you may want to find a part of your information governance program, whether that's the records retention schedule, uh, you might have a taxonomy within your IG program. If these things don't exist, you may want to create them. What that allows you to do is, hey, these are the types of information that we've identified as valuable to the organization. And they have these types of retention periods or these types of protections that we want to put on them. That allows you to say, hey, here's our list of data entities. And then finding them in a particular place within your organization, within a system, on network storage, in email, wherever they may be, that is part of the basic systems profile is we have this system, what does that system contain? And if you map that to parts that are already defined in your information governance program, that gets you that next step along the line. Here's our basic system profile. Here's the name of the system. Here's what's contained within it. So I have a question, Jeff. Lee, I thought you might jump in too. What if everybody just comes back and says the system is SharePoint or the system is email? What do we do with that? So after you maybe take a couple of minutes to have your blood pressure come down a little bit, that everybody thinks that all their information is an email and that's how I store everything. Hey, I've got this great folder system that I've been maintaining for 20 years and I can find everything. Uh, but hey, if I'm out on vacation, good luck finding that stuff. So we all know that there are concerns with SharePoint email. Uh, we all use it. Organizations still use it. I think at that point, when it comes to an enterprise information map, you need to dig a little bit deeper in terms of either having conversations with those individuals or hey, that is the communication mechanism. That's how you're moving information around. And yes, maybe you are storing some there. But hey, are you getting Excel attachments? Where are those Excel attachments being generated? Are you going out to a website? Do you go to this portal within your organization? And yes, maybe all those things are SharePoint sites, but hey, let's take a deep dive. That's a bad choice of terms. Let's take a look at those SharePoint sites and identify the types of information that are specific to that site. So you may go to five different SharePoint sites and they might have different types of information. So when we talk about email and SharePoint and other platforms, generally those are platforms that will have maybe multiple repositories. So a SharePoint may be the platform, but a particular SharePoint site may be one of the items, one of those systems that are on your list for the EIM. I like that distinction about not SharePoint as a platform, but SharePoint sites as repositories. That gets us closer to your description of the basic profile of here's a system and this is the type of data that it contains. That makes sense to me. So that okay. basic profile, to take another step further, we have typically had anywhere from you know, five data points to maybe 25 in the basic system profile. And those data points can be 
specific for your organization, but also are generally can be generic information that you will need about every system. That could be something along the lines of how many users are there? How old is the system? How long has it been in production? Uh, how big is the system? How many files are involved in it? How much data is in that database? Other data points could be sort of the support for that system. This system is in production. It is a tier one system. So we have disaster recovery protections in place for that system. It may be one of the other pieces that maybe takes a little bit of time to get to, but one that we find very valuable in the EIM is the interfaces that are involved with getting data into or out of that particular system. And we typically draw a line between data interfaces and user interfaces. So we're all familiar with user interfaces. That's some type of screen form, whatever to interact add data to, pull data out of, modify data in a system. These days, uh, it's been my experience that the data interfaces are the much more important ones to understand. It is much easier to move data into and out of systems in an automated fashion now than it has ever been. And that migration of data that might move from system to system, might move from database to network storage, all of those places where that data is migrating and possibly changing and or possibly becoming stale are things that from an information governance perspective, you're going to want to know. So identifying those data interfaces, how things are being added to moved around typically is a part of the basic system profile, but it is sometimes one of the, the more difficult or more time consuming data points to gather as there are typically a lot of them. So if you have a couple of major systems of record in your organization, odds are that you're gonna find a lot of data interfaces going into and out of those systems. So Jeff, I think that was a really good overview of the system profile step. And I'm gonna try and summarize. For each system, we are trying to collect the name, the type of system, uh, if it's an off-the-shelf product or if it's a homegrown product, kind of what that platform is, um, where it is, is it on-premises, is it in the cloud, uh, the type of information stored in that system, the business process is supported, how big is it, how old is it, how many users, and especially the interfaces between this system and other systems. Do you usually collect that information in an interview? Um, in a survey form, by going out and actually looking at all the systems yourself? Um, how's the, what's the best way to go about getting that? So I think it's all of the above that we have done for various clients. I think the most effective mechanisms we've seen are a questionnaire sent to system owners to say, hey, we would like to gather this information about your system give them the set of questions, that list of data points we just talked about. Say, here's what we're looking to gather and either have them respond to that in an email or another fashion, but then schedule time to actually talk through the responses to those data points. 
And typically we do like to speak to both a business owner and a technical owner for a system. Again, that may depend upon what data points you're gathering at a particular period of time. A business owner might be more interested in telling you about what is contained within the system and how it supports their business processes. Whereas a technical owner might be able to give you more concrete information about the size of the data and the user groups using the system. But the process typically is, here's the information we'd like to gather, take a first cut at that, be prepared for this half hour meeting or hour meeting that we're gonna have, have that half hour to hour meeting to confirm the information and then talk about maybe idiosyncrasies about how the data is stored or how the system works. And typically that interview is where you get a lot of the information around data interfaces that maybe doesn't initially come to mind when somebody says, all right, well, how do I, when you ask the question, how does data get into and out of the system? They may think of one or two things. Typically we find that when you have a conversation about that process, you will gather additional information around, hey, well, there's also this other system that we use on an infrequent basis. I forgot to tell you about that. And that typically comes out in an interview. So the combination of gathering information asynchronously via email or other mechanisms, as well as interviews to really confirm information and identify, get into maybe a little bit more detail is what we find works for gathering this information. You may have to think about scale. If you're thinking about gathering information for 500 systems, you may lean more towards, hey, the bulk of those are gonna have to be email because we can't interview 500 people in a, a short time frame. But if you have a manageable number of systems, I think our best practice is that those interviews are valuable to gather information, confirm information for that basic system profile. All right, thanks. And uh, Lee is noting that we are well over our 10 minute mark. So turns out basic system profile filled this whole chat. <laughs> um, and we will have to invite Jeff back another day to go through a case study, I think would be a great way to talk about how the deep dive works. And so I know at the um, that you guys have some in mind, you and Lee from the episode I missed. So sorry, I missed it. Um, but you will be able to take that to the next step and talk the, talk the audience through a real life example that we did and, and not go into the details on the mechanisms anymore, the how to's, but actually what are we getting out of it? So thank you so much, Jeff, for coming back. My pleasure, always a good time. I agree. Thank you very much. Uh, I also agree that uh, we owe our listeners uh, some definitions like taxonomy. What does that mean? Uh, records retention schedule. You know, what is it? How do you how do you create one? And so, we'll tie that into other episodes that we have on what counts. That was a lot of information. The best way to reach us is by sending us an email, and that is at info at trailblazer.us.com. That's info at trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode.